0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. So, today we got a few things we're gonna be talking about. So, we're gonna be talking about two things in particular. We're gonna be talking more about the Ancient Gods Part 2 and actually talk about some lore. So, if you guys are interested in Doom lore, or you just wanna hear me talk about some random shit I know about, that'll, uh, be for you guys. And I also... Want to talk about the first episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and kind of give you my thoughts on it. Not really a review because I, I, I re- uh, recognize by doing reviews of every episode of uh, WandaVision that... You know, it just, it kind of got repetitive, so I'm just like, I'll just kind of get my thoughts on it, like, for the first pilot episode. We'll still talk about every episode, but we aren't gonna really do a review, we'll do a full-on season review, but essentially, this will just, like, bring up some things to talk about, I guess. So... Yeah, uh, I want to start off by talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, though. So, the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I gotta say, is a very good episode. So we start off with some amazing action, and like I said, for us Marvel fans, we haven't really had many action sequences, and I'm not even really counting WandaVisions, because in my opinion, I found it to be very disappointing. I mean, it was fine, but I personally thought it was a little bit disappointing. I was hoping we'd get a little bit more than what we did, but, you know, it is what it is. Um... But when it comes down to it, um, definitely um, was a lot better with Falcon Winter Soldier is actually pretty fucking awesome, and I hope we get more stuff like that, we even get to see the guy from, um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier return, I forgot what the character's name was, but the guy in the beginning that Captain America fought on the ship, he returns in the beginning of this as well, we get introduced to a new, um, organization or group that has like a fucking handprint or whatever as a fucking logo, now if you're gonna ask me who they are, I don't fucking know, I don't know everything, Marvel, I know a lot of the basic shit, like, basically, I know about your Iron Man, your Hulk, your Spider-Man, Captain America, Black Widow, um, Taskmaster, and when I say Spider-Man, I mean, you know, his villains and shit like that, um, you know, some Doctor Strange, uh, stuff, uh, uh, Blade, uh, to an extent, um... So yeah, I mean, I know about I guess you could say the core Avengers. Oh yeah, and X Men and you know stuff like the X Men, um, and Deadpool a little bit. So I, I know you know quite a bit about Marvel, but there are just I don't I don't know everything about Marvel. Like I I don't know everything about Marvel, but um, you know. Anyways, so we have this new group of superhuman terrorist type. Be uh, you know. Super soldiers or whatever. Um, We get to see Bucky Barnes is still dealing with the PTSD of being the Winter Soldier. Even actually being friends with his neighbor who he actually ended up killing his son when he was a Winter Soldier. And he's dealing with that guilt. We get to see Sam Wilson coming back home to Louisiana to help his family shrimp business and his sister. Which I think is really cool to see kind of just their home life. And then... um, of course at the end of the episode spoiler alert it's not it's not even really that big of a spoiler but you we get to see I believe it's John Walker I think that's the name of the character um being U.S. agent, so basically the United States government says, hey, we need a new Captain America to symbolize America, so here's U.S. agent John Walker, and, uh, yeah, that's where the episode leaves off, I don't know if there's a mid-credit scene or not, I didn't bother to sit and wait and see if there was or wasn't, I kind of was just like, okay, um, I'm done now, I'm just gonna, you know, turn this off, um, but yeah, so for the first episode, I think it was really good. My hope is that more action starts to happen as, of course, the season picks up. Because like I said, with watching WandaVision, which was nice, um, I want more action. Like, this series, this uh, Fa- uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier series needs to have action. Because if it doesn't, I'm going to get bored very quick. I need action. Okay? We got some in the beginning of the episode, which is great, but I- I want more. (laughs) Give me more. Um, so, I- you know, definitely have high hopes for this series. A lot more high hopes of WandaVision, because at the time, we didn't even really know what to expect with that show. And we know that this takes place before, I think, even Spider-Man Far From Home, so... Yeah. But anyways, this show is, uh, looking to be pretty good. So, Uh, that is going to be the end of this segment, when we come back, uh, I'm going to discuss about the Doom Eternal, the Ancient Gods lore, kind of speculate on what I think they're going to do with the future of Doom, and, uh, yeah, so I'll catch you guys in the next part. All right, and welcome back to the second part of this podcast, so... The, uh, Doom Eternal The Ancient Gods Part 2 DLC. This DLC included quite a bit of extensive lore, basically saying, hey, you know everything you learned through the main games, codex, and The Ancient Gods Part 2? Yeah, well, we lied to you. So, spoiler alert, before we go ahead and, of course, talk about The Ancient Gods Part 2 lore, because it will spoil a big reveal at the end of the game. Um, basically... What happens is, in the Ancient Gods Part 2, we come to find out that Devoth, the Devil himself, the Dark Lord, is God. Now, this shocked me. It shocked a YouTuber known as Midnight, who also was like, wait, what? Um, because this whole time we were under the impression that the Father, the uh, god, I guess you could say, of the Makers, we thought that he was the actual god, and that Devoth was his son. Come to find out, in the Ancient Gods Part 2, it was all a lie. Devoth is actually the creator of life and the universe. Basically, the intern guy and whatnot says that all the lore and stuff- uh, from the maker seems to not match up with the actual like day of hell's uh, origin Basically being the fact that hell is the first world ever created and has these dimensional gateways to all the other dimensions So hell at one point known as Jakkad, was the first world made by the father uh, Also known as Devoth His people however were not immortal so he set out To find the key to immortality. He created a robotic race known as the Makers. Tasked them with finding the key to immortality. The Makers did end up finding the key of immortality. But deemed it to be a dangerous finding. And also deemed Devoth. A.K.A. who we know now as the Dark Lord. Or the Devil. um, Him as a danger to all of creation. So the father. A.K.A. Uh, Vega, he and the Makers work in secret to seal off Devoth, the original father, uh, the Dark Lord, into the dimension uh, known as Hell. Basically, how Hell is created, they see, the Makers seal off Devoth and Jakkad from the rest of his creations. The rest of Devoth's creations. And Devoth ends up hating his creations turning against him. He get, he, you know, develops hatred and he's angry. He's mad. And this turns the beautiful first world of Jakkad into hell and all of the people outside of the walls of Amora, being the capital city of hell, into demons. So that is how demons and hell was created. Jakkad was heaven and the dark Lord was God, also known as the father. So what ends up happening is, his creations, the Makers, seal him away from the rest of his dimensions and creations, pissing him off and making him hate the Makers, causing everything to turn into demons in his world, and his world of Jakkad to turn into the big burning lava pit known as Hell. So, the father... At this point, being Vega, he now, what it sounds like, has created the humans and other races. Because Vega, or the father that we know him as in Doom Eternal, he is the Primaval of Erdak. So he is like the god of Erdak. Um... While Devod, the Dark Lord, was the god of creation. Now, there was a point in time where Devod wasn't evil and wasn't the devil, but due to his hatred that he developed for the Makers for sealing him away and Jakkad away, um, is how he became the devil, essentially, and how hell was formed. So, now, uh, Devoth pretty much, uh, with the, his life sphere taken and put on the Ingmore Sanctum, He essentially now was on a revenge quest to destroy the makers. So, what does he do? He basically gets into the con maker's head and tells her that there is a chosen one that will end her rule. And so, by this happening, she ends up making the divinity machine. Now, the father, also known as Vega, so you know, not the actual god, but the maker that was made to oversee Erdak, he hides a piece away of Devad or the Dark Lord, because he took a piece of the Dark Lord before sealing him away and hid it. I forgot the mountain's name, but uh, in a mountain in Erdak, the con Maker found the shard of the Dark Lord and used it to power the Divinity Machine. <laughs> Now, Samer Maker was also given mi- visions that the Con Maker would be the end of Erdak. So, what does he do? He frees a prisoner, this being the Doom Guy, from his cell and putting him into the Divinity Machine, reversing the polarity of it because originally they had put Sentinel Warriors in it and it drove them mad and consumed their souls. So he reversed the polarity of the machine. And gave the Doomslayer the power of God himself. Not a demigod, not a primeval but literally the power of God himself. So, unbeknownst to Samer Maker or the Seraphim, the Dark Lord is the whole reason the Doomslayer came to be as powerful as he was. And then, of course, at, through playing Doom Eternal's main campaign, the con Maker gets killed by the Doom Slayer, and the world of Erdak starts to fall in ruin, basically completing the Dark Lord's revenge quest on the Makers, creating a monster to destroy the Makers and their world. In the form of the Doomslayer. But now the Doomslayer is coming for him. Because you see, one thing that uh, the Dark Lord's uh, minions of hell accidentally kind of did was piss off the Doomslayer by killing his family and his pet rabbit Daisy. So now the Doomslayer, of course, in natural you know respect, is coming after him. So... In this, uh, now-found quest to destroy the Dark Lord as the Doomslayer, we have to, you know, resurrect the Dark Lord and give him a physical form, which we do by bringing him to the, um, excuse me, Luminarium at the end of the Ancient Gods Part 1. Doomslayer literally spawn camps this motherfucker, tries to shoot him on the spot, but can't because no blood can be spilled in the Holy Lu- Luminarium. So he goes to the city of Amora, the capital city of hell, and essentially waits for the Doomslayer. So the Doomslayer ends up going to the world's fear. Um or world spear, excuse me, which is on argentin uh, the planet of argentine, and you come to find out this isn't a spear that pier because apparently it's a-, a spear that pierced the planet from pole to pole Come to find out it's not a spear it's a spaceship, <laughs> and it's filled with uh race, so race are these uh how do I put it like they're these alien creatures. That the Sentinel people worship. The Sentinel people are a lot like humans, but they're on a different planet. And the race are an alien species. We don't know where they come from and who sent them to Argentina, but we know that they are aliens and that the spear itself is actually a ship. Now, the Doomslayer ends up going and getting a, a, a Wraith Elemental Shard from the ship after proving that he's worthy. Of being able to get this, because in the Codex of Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 2, it basically explains that warriors deemed worthy by the uh, shamans, which, you know, are outside of the spaceship or the crystal, uh, once deemed worthy, the soldiers will go into the spaceship and take a piece of the race crystal back to their tribe. And be able to use it as an infinite or unlimited power source to power things. So then the Doomslayer ends up taking a portal back to Earth. Um, and this is after the Icon of Sin is dead. So basically humanity is reclaiming Earth. And he goes to the Gate of Davoom. Now the Gate of Devoom is a portal on Earth that was created by the Father and the only access way through at least the Earth's dimension to uh, get into the city of Amora. And the only way to power it was to use a race crystal. So the race crystal ends up powering up the gate of Davoom and the, the Doomslayer crosses through into Amora. So the capital city of Amora, what is so special about this? Well, any uh, resident or any civilian of Jakkad... Inside the fortress walls, so basically inside the city walls, actually were given life eternal from Davod, And essentially, these are normal people in armor that were not transformed into demons, unlike every other civilian of Jakkad that was outside the walls when Hell or Jakkad was sealed away. So the Doomslayer basically ends up killing the Dark Lord by the end of the DLC. And we assume that the Sentinels win the war on Hell because, it, it, anyways, it, just, it seems like that. Um, but yeah, so anyways, he dies, and then the Doomslayer falls uh, to his knees, and then you know just fucking lays out on the ground. And uh, people are like, did he die? No. So the Doomslayer, he was not one of Devad's creations. Devad had created. Life for the world of He—that that is really the only dimension he created. He did not create the human race. I believe the makers are the ones that created humans. But he did create the Doomslayer because the Doomslayer had the power of God himself. And due to the fact that the Dark Lord was God, now that he no longer exists and he's dead, the power that flows through the Doomslayer he no longer has. So now he feels weakened and collapses to his knees. So that's what happened. He didn't die. He's not gone. He just lost the power of God himself because God no longer exists. So, as confusing as all this may seem, it's it actually is really simple. The dark lord, the devil himself was God, but the first world known as Jakkad, was turned into hell, and he was turned into, and God himself was turned into the devil, after the Makers, one of his creations to find immortal life for his people, of Jakkad, turned on him, sealed him and Jakkad away, making him filled with rage, anger, and hate, and that rage, anger, and hate transformed him from God to the devil, and transformed Jakkad into hell. So, they're all one and the same, and then, of course, the Father took the name, the Father, from Davod for himself. Basically, as Vega or the Father, explains it, when he, when Davod, or the Dark Lord, fell, I ascended. So, he took the name, the Father, from the real Father being the Dark Lord, and he originally was just a primeval, so he was a god, or a lesser god, but only for Erdak, so yeah, that's basically the Doom Eternal lore for the Ancient Gods Part 2, one thing that we do get to, you know, we see, of course, is dragons and stuff, which is great, but now let's talk about where can Doom go from here, so we know that the race are alive, and that there's a lot of race, there's a full ship Of race. Just in hibernation and stasis. So. We know that they can do something with the race. Right? That's number one. Number two. Samur Maker. Or the Seraphim. Is still alive. So they could very much do something with him. If they wanted to as well. Then also. There's the Demonic Crucible. Which was introduced in Doom 2016. It's still on the Fortress of Doom. And the Prophecy... From this uh, tree uh, in Doom 2016 has still yet to be fulfilled, basically saying that somebody who will get the demonic uh, crucible and be corrupted by it, and even the Doom Slayer will weep in his shadow, uh, saying that it was like a dark priest or something. So, the Doom Slayer and everything, we're still not even close to the end of the Doom universe, and, uh, Hugo Martin himself said, yeah, we're not done with Doom, we're still gonna do a lot of Doom, um, and more stories, but there's a lot of ways they could go with it, they could, you know, do a flashback with the Doom Slayer before he became the Doom Slayer, more of like a, um, fantasy, um, sort of, uh, time period in the past, we could get a new hero, like a, you know, female Doom Slayer, or female, um, uh, Argenti uh, warrior uh, of the Sentinel people could very well have that because Hugo Martin was saying if they made a female Doomslayer or a female protagonist that her gameplay would need to differ from the Doomslayers being more agile and whatnot, which I agree. I mean, the Doomslayer is all about power, so if you were to do a female counterpart or a female you know, lead character in Doom, it would have to be more about speed than power because biologically man- men have more power than women do um, in terms of strength, so that would make a lot of sense, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would be definitely down for having a female, um, protagonist, as long as they don't, like, be like, yeah, she's basically the Doomslayer, but a girl, I mean, you can't do that, you gotta, you gotta make her her own character, um, but I wouldn't be against that at all, as long as you're not trying to replace the Doomslayer at flat out, um, and even have plans to bring him back in, that's completely fine, so, yeah, um, when it comes to the whole thing, I'm really actually excited to see where they go with it. And who knows, they might not even do that. They might do a pass setting for the Doom Slayer. Um, they, they could do quite a few different things. They could do the race, they could do the makers, you know, um, trying to harm Earth or whatever. Like, they could do a lot. But right now, the demons are sealed off in, and they are only in hell, so they cannot access any other dimension Um, so there is gonna have to be new villains, right? And I know that there's a lot of people out there saying that if there's no demons, if there's no hell, then Doom is in Doom, and that's actually wrong. Like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but Doom needs to evolve. The demons of hell cannot be the only villain in Doom. As much as they've been there from the beginning, let's look at Halo. The Covenant was the main enemy, and eventually we got the Prometheans involved, and we got the Forerunners. I mean... And now guardians and, you know, AI and stuff like, you know, your enemies are going to have to evolve. I mean, I don't see why we can't be fighting against elemental race. I don't see why we can't be fighting against the makers. I don't see why we can't be fighting against other alien species in the Doom universe other than demons themselves. I mean, hell, we could even go on to a story like uh, a game or two where we get a new protagonist, male or female, and... You find out that somebody's trying to, you know, open up the dimensions for hell again uh, for some reason. Like, oh, maybe, you know, a world is dying and they need hell's energy to, you know, being the first world and whatnot to, you know, bring their world back to life or to keep their world alive. And then, of course, there's a journey to get the Doomslayer and awaken him from the slumber to destroy the demons of hell again. I mean, the Doomslayer has a purpose and the purpose is, is to fight against the forces of hell And even the Dark Lord himself was saying that, you know, violence and war was created in hell to uh, give purpose where there was none. And the Doomslayer's main purpose was to kill all the demons of hell and to kill the Dark Lord himself. So... (laughs) There's a lot of things that they could do with Doom going forward and story-wise, and I just, I don't know where they're going to go, but uh, my hope is that they go in the right direction, because when it comes to Doom, there is literally so much that they can do, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna take the right initiative and the right, uh, you know path into doing their stories in my opinion i think that with doom they need to put in new villains and enemies other than hell and demons because i think we need to expand doom's universe because that's the thing with id software and rebooting the doom franchise they can go beyond hell like we've introduced you know other worlds we've introduced other dimensions other species i mean there is literally so much you could do with doom and to just say no we need to stay with demons and only demons is the enemy that in my opinion really would do a disservice to the world that it is trying to build i mean why build up a world to introduce all these different alien um or or human-like civilizations and all of these different uh dimensions if we aren't going to expand the villain roster anywhere or ally roster anywhere we know that the people of argentina and the sentinels they fight alongside the Doomslayer. And that is amazing. I mean, there's so much that you could do. I mean, we could do a human story. We could do a a Night Sentinel story. Um, We could fight against the race, we could fight against the father and the uh, seraphim once again, we could introduce hell back into the fold later down the line, I mean, there's a lot that we could do with the uh, the Doom universe as a whole, and the Doom Slayer could come back and get a new godly power from another source, so I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, but right now the Doom story is at an end and it kind of begins and ends in the same way. You awake from your sarcophagus and you end it in the sarcophagus. So yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of ways that this series can go. And like I said, I want them to expand upon the race. I want them to explain where Samer Maker is and what him and the father are up to and what they're doing. I want to see a new perspective on the Doom Universe other than the Doom Slayer. I love the Doom Slayer, don't get me wrong, but I think in order to appreciate the return of the Doom Slayer, we need a new story and a new character in the meantime to build back up to the arrival of the Doom Slayer once again. Because if you just go to the next game and awaken the Doom Slayer, okay, that's, that's you know, kind of cool, I guess, but wouldn't it be better if we were in this conflict, regardless of what it was, come to find out that, you know, hell, you know, the, the main goal of the bad guy is to, you know, reopen hell to all the other dimensions for some reason, and then knowing we need to get the Doomslayer, go back to the Igmore Sanctum, um, and... Revive the Doomslayer or bring him back to life to save the universe once again. I mean, I think the journey to bring the Doomslayer back um, would be a a much more fun story than just, oh, the Doomslayer's back, because then you're building up to the arrival of what you want, right, you can build up this other character in some form, because that's the thing, the Doomslayer didn't talk much, I don't know if you guys didn't notice that, the, the only words that he said was, you know, huge guts must kill them all, the demons, they're everywhere, and then, um, On top of that, you also had him say no at the end of The Ancient Gods Part 2. So he he doesn't really talk much, but if we got somebody that actually did more talking and more narrative... I think that would be great because in the Doom Universe, like I said, we don't need to cut the Doomslayer out of the story completely. I mean, we can bring back the Doomslayer, but I think that we need to work our way back to him instead of just bringing him back. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody needs to resurrect the Doom Slayer, and he can't just wake up because he's in the Cursed sarcophagus. so somebody has to wake him up. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have for you, and that's all I had to talk about for uh, Doom Eternal and uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, mainly mainly talking about Doom, of course, because the new Ancient Gods DLC just gave me so much shit to talk about. I was like, damn. Um, so when am I gonna be talking about Call of duty next? I know so because I do have a call of duty fan base that listens to me uh specifically for call of duty stuff, so I'm not a call of duty you know news channel. I'm not gonna update you guys on everything going on. I tend to just do the beginning of a season um a zombie map or midway through the season update uh that's what i uh tend to do but um yeah, so I will say probably the next podcast on Call of Duty will not be until the mid season update, so give or take a week or so. Um, but yeah, so that'll come around that time of release, and then uh, yeah, we'll be talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't really know what else to talk about because it just, I mean, other than the Ancient Gods Part 2 and Falcon and Winter Soldier going on, there's not a hell of a lot. Um, I found out the other day that apparently a new Life is Strange game is coming, and for those of you that don't know what that franchise is, basically, you're in a world where people have, like, these super abilities, not superpowers, but these abilities, like, in the first game, you play as a girl that can manipulate time and time travel backwards or forward at will, which is a pretty cool game mechanic. Um, there was one uh, girl, I believe her name was Amber, I haven't played the games in a while, so I don't remember, and I believe... Um, and this was a girl that Chloe's character was close to. Anyway, she had, like, the power of, like, connecting with nature or whatever. And, like, the, uh, elements in nature. At least that's what it seemed like. Then in Life is Strange 2, you play as these two, um... These two Latino boys on the run after getting their father killed. And you play as the older brother trying to, um... <laughs> Trying to teach the younger brother, you know, how to be, you know, responsible and make the right decisions. And then, of course, the younger brother's the one that actually has superpowers and he's got, like, telekinesis or some shit like that. And, and then in this new Life is Strange game, uh, this girl apparently has the ability to manipulate people's emotions. So, it's really interesting. Life is Strange is a universe filled with superpowered individuals without them, like, you know, it's, it's funny. It, it, it's got me a little confused, like, you know... I don't know if they're trying to do, like, some big Avengers Endgame sort of build-up, or if these are just, like, individual stories that don't relate to each other, but they do do a good job of making them a connected universe, but they don't overbear on it, you know? Um, But, yeah... Little bit of a ramble off topic, but still, good game franchise. I recommend you playing it, especially if you like story based games, episodic light games, because for those of you that don't know, there are video games uh, out there that are made in episodes and in season formats, They so kind of like Netflix shows. So like each uh, mission would be like an episode, normally five episodes games like this would be like telltales the wolf among us or their walking dead franchise they have a few other franchises as well like tales from the borderlands and stuff you have life is strange uh they do that sort of thing as well but um yeah so there are game franchises out there that do do that uh sort of thing if those are you know things that you're interested in but thank you very much for listening ladies and gentlemen i hope you all enjoyed and i will catch you all in the next one